0: Hello and welcome once again to Rasslin' Memories Then and Now on Pioneer 90.1 FM, KSRQ. We're available beyond the FM dial. Yes, you can stream us worldwide and in the moment at radionorthland.org. And you can pick up that TuneIn app. You can get us to live and in the moment. Say, if you want to check out some past archives, we have over seven years of episodes, including an interview I have conducted with one of our guests today, available at our radionorthland.org. Archives, Wrestling Memories has an archives page. We have had so many great interviews from some of the legends who have uh, left, just left uh, for the great ring in the sky like Dick Byer, where there's a great interview we did with Dick Byer from our first season. You might want to check that out. Check out interviews of Billy Robinson and our guests and more at radionorthland.org. Well, enough of my selling segment. I'm Glenn Braggen. Flying solo uh, this week. Uh, my uh, co-host, the Grizzled Vet, is out on assignment. But that doesn't mean I'm just going to sit here and talk to you for an hour because, my, you would get bored with that. I have lined up a couple of gentlemen. This is uh, a privilege to have these guys on. And they're here to talk about classic wrestling and a brand new Roku channel. And this is not just your ordinary run of the mill yeah. just it on up here. This is the Ultimate Roku Channel, and if you're a fan of classic pro wrestling, you might want to check out this. It's the latest free uh, Roku Channel. It's called the Jarrett Parsons TV Wrestling Channel. And with us to talk about this Jarrett Parsons project is the legend himself, and it's an honor to have him on. Uh, Mr. Jerry Jarrett, along with Adam Parsons uh, from this project. Both of you, it's uh, a privilege to have you on. And thank you for taking some time out here to talk to me here up in northwestern Minnesota. It's it's an honor, gentlemen. Thank
1: you so much for having us on.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having
0: us, And thank you guys for taking the time out. And uh, this project, I mean, I remember it wasn't too long ago because up here, you know, we get a lot of winter. So we get a lot of sitting around and uh, social media, you know. For give or take, for, for good or for bad, I've been able to find some cool stuff and good information. And one of the things that came up was a page to like, and it, it was the Jarrett Parsons page. And I was so curious about it. And then I start seeing the teases about this channel, this Roku channel coming soon. And then when it finally arrived, I, I went in and I, I did what they call binge watching. I enjoyed some of the great stuff from yesterday's uh, pro wrestling product, IWA. We're talking about Continental Championship Wrestling, Memphis, uh, Portland, oh, so much of it. It was just such a wonderful thing. And it's starting to take off. And I want to, first of all, talk to to Jerry. uh, And and of course, Adam, I want to talk with you too about this. I want to hear about how Jerry, how did you uh, find yourself involved with this Roku channel? And and tell us the story about your connection with Adam and his family.
1: Yes. Well, Dave Parsons called me one day and said, I'd like to come down to Franklin, Tennessee and And do an in-depth interview with you. Um, my business is making DVDs about classic wrestling. And I said, sure, come on down. So Adam and his lovely mother, Donna and Dave came down and, uh, I don't know. We must've sat there for three or four hours, just talking wrestling and At the end of the session, I told Dave and Adam about my 10-year dream of Olympus Star Search, because if I have a forte in wrestling, it was discovering a lot of new talent, superstar talent that the rest of the world didn't know about, and then when the territory days ended, I had this idea that there were a lot of talent still around that it didn't die with the territories and I wanted to go around the country and uh, you know to the back roads and the little smoke field arenas and junior high gyms and where there was independent wrestling and find some of these superstars and I had pitched this to a number of people but When I ran into Dave Parsons, I ran into a bulldog as far as getting things done. And Dave came up with a, he liked my idea and the concept. And he came up with a sponsor and we went to Wheeling, West Virginia and did a sizzle reel. Uh, You know, we did an event and made a sizzle reel and we pitched it. Unfortunately, my pitch guy uh, was, and I didn't know it, was also involved with that new wrestling group out of Florida. And so it, ne- you know, it never went anywhere. But again, Dave the Bulldog never gives up. So in his research, he had found out that we could get a worldwide broadcast partner was Roku. Dave had been collecting classic wrestling films forever, I guess. And so we started the network putting classic wrestling on. And our goal is to eventually do Olympus star search and have that on the channel. And then our really ambitious goal beyond that is to have a revival of Memphis TV wrestling and have live wrestling on the network.
0: Oh, that would be the great ultimate, uh, <laughs>
1: ultimate payoff
0: to it, uh, Jerry. And I just want to ask uh, about this Olympus star search. I mean, you did a bit of a sizzle reel pilot uh, that didn't get picked up, but you are working on uh, trying to get this thing launched again. Uh, let's talk. Can you talk a little bit about the idea and uh, the concept of it? I mean, I know reality shows are reality shows, but what was the sort of the concept and angles that you had going in and, and the vision for the project before we go further into the Roku channel? Uh,
1: Olympus star search. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of the younger wrestling fans um, maybe think that superstars are born backstage at Madison Square, Madison Square Garden or at the Mid-South Coliseum. And the truth is, they're not. They, uh, The superstars then and now start out and cut their teeth Um, making $25 and having a gas bill of $40 to get there and, and they wrestle because they love wrestling. And then, you know, if they get a stage, a platform, those that have that magic dust called charisma become superstars and some of them get very, very wealthy. And what my hope is, is that we can find around the country, um, some of the great talent that have this potential. And, uh, of course, if all the stars line up and we have Memphis wrestling TV, uh, we can bring some of them there if not i think maybe the wwe um impact uh, ring of honor some of the bigger promotions that have uh, a a network presence will see them and give them a chance you know in wheeling at at just our um event to come up with a sizzle reel we found two and adam can tell you about them they are really terrific wrestlers they just need a little guidance a little uh, talking to their head and getting them on the right track and they can i think they have the potential to be a superstar
0: I want to bring Adam into the conversation. Adam Parsons, uh, we talked, uh, Jerry talked uh, about the relationship uh, he has uh, with your family, your father and your siblings. I want to talk a little bit about your participation uh, with the, the building of this this channel and also some of the stuff that Jerry alluded to just uh, a few moments ago about the uh, the, uh, the wrestling scene and the Olympus Star Search project. So first, let's uh, kind of let uh, people know about uh, you and your family connection and this this project.
2: Yeah, um, my dad started promoting wrestling about 37 years ago on the independent scene. Um, on and off, he always had a full-time office job, you know, making six figures a year, so it wasn't any, and he had, he's had 17 me operations, so he wasn't a Monday through Friday kind of wrestler, he was, you know, he could do it Saturday and, and Sunday on the weekends uh, to, uh, way, as a way to pick up some extra money and to keep his uh, love for wrestling alive. So I pretty much grew up in the business, um. You know, when people say, what year did you start? I'd have to say 1996, probably the year I was born. You know, as as soon as I could walk, uh, I was basically involved some way at the shows, whether helping my mom take tickets. And then later I became – I carried the ring jackets to the guys uh, from the ring. Then I became a referee, and now I'm a wrestler and a host uh, for the network. But, yeah, like Jerry said, my dad basically – Contacted Mr. Jarrett, wanted to do an interview with him. Uh, We have produced over 71 nationally released uh, DVDs, which you can find online basically anywhere. You can go to Amazon, Walmart, Kmart, anywhere online our DVDs are on there. Uh, You just search JDAT Sports, J A D A T Sports. You can find all of those. And uh, we just had, my dad's had this idea for a long time, since about 1991, to start collecting tapes and create. A network. Of course, then his uh, ultimate goal was a television network where it would just play classic wrestling 24 hours a day. And then uh, he just slowly got tapes from Dick the Bruiser, uh, from Pedro Martinez, and then eventually from Ronnie Martinez, and so forth, and so on. And we've just accumulated this massive library of tapes. And so then we started with the DVDs because that's before um, streaming, Roku, Hulu, and all of that came into play. Actually, not too long after we started releasing the DVDs, someone from Roku actually contacted us as that was just getting off the ground. I don't know how old Roku is. I'd say maybe four or five years, maybe six at the most. Yeah, it, it's got so to a- be
0: under 10 years old because I remember yeah. when it first came out and stuff. How, it, And even now, it seems like it's still got a little bit of freshness to it. So it kind of sounded like you guys are right on the ground floor.
2: Right. So maybe five, six years ago, someone from Roku had contacted us and saw our DVDs. And said, "Would you guys be interested in this channel?" And we were so, um, I don't want to say oblivious to what was happening with technology, but we did I guess we didn't really visualize how big Roku was going to be, because at that time, like they were at ground level. Um, so this really could have happened five or six years ago, but we stuck in the DVD business, and now uh, we actually make more money off of rentals then we do dvds and that kind of transformed us forward uh into starting this network and the idea of it being free um i think is what really puts it over the edge because there's so many wrestling networks out there there's some wrestling networks out there that are charging more than what the wwe network is and i think really for any network to be to be where you have to pay a price, uh, seems a little bit absurd to me when you can just make your money off of the commercials and allow it to be free uh, for wrestling fans. But anyway, that's, yeah, that's basically how, um, I've been involved in wrestling. And then, uh, Mr. Jerry pretty much hit the nail on the head with how we got involved with him. And then we did the Olympus wrestling project. And then we eventually got the idea to uh, start this network.
0: And what's interesting about you too, Adam, is that you mentioned that not only you grew up in a you know with your dad with promoting and had such a love for professional wrestling. You're also this channel too is also not just looking back, you know, and the nostalgia stuff is so go- cool. But and like Jerry alluded to with the Olympus Star Search, you're also uh, you know an aspiring you know, been up up and coming, paying your dues pro wrestler. So this also works not only for, for the past for the nostalgia seekers, but for those who you know probably uh, didn't even you know, it's an awareness thing for some who who probably didn't know too much about what's going on around the country scene wise and how you're starting to bring that to the fold with some of these younger upstart independent groups.
2: Right. And that's, you know, like Mr. Jarrett said, you just have to give the talent a platform and they will be able to succeed. You know um, you look at American Idol as a great example of, uh, there has been a lot of people that have came through there. Kelly Clarkson, some different people that are, are pretty serious, you know, musicians and entertainers now, but without that show, they would have never been found. And the same thing works for professional wrestling. What you have right now in professional wrestling is you have one league. It would be like if the NFL didn't have college football. It's an analogy I've heard some people use, and actually Mr. Jarrett used that before, and it's true. Or it would be like the MLB not having minor leagues. Where are you going to develop your talent at? And I think this network is the perfect opportunity to develop some talent. Um, as of right now, we're in we're in talks with some independent groups. Uh, to just put some of their uh, footage on the network as far as just leaving it single-handedly. And there's also some promotions that we're talking about working with, with our own current day promotion, um, the IWWA, the Independent World Wrestling Alliance. We're talking about maybe joining with them and kind of creating a, Bipartisan group where we take half of our talent half of their talent kind of produce uh, some super shows So along with the idea of olympus wrestling and things like that There's going to be some specials called pro wrestling night in america Which has been advertised a little bit on our facebook page, um, which is Jarrett parsons wrestling tv on facebook And we're also on twitter Jarrett parsons wrestling tv um, Where it's going to be a think clash of champions 2019 is basically what's going to come down to so it's going to be the top guys from this area and we're going to bring in um, some other guys from, for some other areas. So, for instance, guys like Michael Elgin, um, some some top independent guys, maybe some potentially some guys from Impact, some guys from Ohio Valley, uh, any guy that we can get that's not doesn't have an exclusive contract with the top promotion, we'll bring in a couple of those guys along with some great independent talent and basically create a, a class of champions. So you're right, it's not just a network for old wrestling, um, but it's also going to be a network for new wrestling. You know, we kind of came up between the three of us, with my father, uh, Mr. Jarrett, and I, that the old wrestling would get the true wrestling fans invested in the channel, but bringing out new content is what's going to keep the channel afloat. And I think that's you know that's what we're going to try to do with this first year. We're going to push, keep bringing out the older content, little by little by little, and slowly establish our new content. So that way, wrestling fans, you know, aren't always watching something 30 years old. They can find some pretty great new stuff happening on the network as well.
0: And not to say that you wouldn't have, you know, you guys have some good programming too, uh, uh that kind of crosses, uh, you know, kind of a cross training a bit where you, you have interviewed and you've done some programs, Adam, with, with Jerry that not only show you the old clips, but also get a, a, a perspective from, from some of the people who are behind the scenes or in, in the ring, a part of it all. So that's kind of cool the way you're kind of, uh, you know, having these, uh, these programs uh, put in, whether it'd be the Reliving Memphis with Jerry or the stuff you've, you've done with IWA, uh, you know, with, uh, with Bill. Edie and uh, of course Rip Rogers I mean this to me is uh, some very good stuff because you know the thing is a lot of people could be like well you know throw a clip well random clip you don't own on YouTube and then just have it there sitting I kind of like the way things are, you guys wait, paint the picture with some of your programming and, and including some of these vets involved with it because it gives it a little more depth and a little more perspective to have a Jerry Jarrett sit along with you Adam and, and share pro wrestling memories and from the people who were there and were in the moment I mean we could hear enough from internet critics all over the place and historians and all that, but I really like the ones who are in there and actually were in in the trenches.
2: Right, and that's where we kind of looked at it both ways. You either have, before we had done, before we created this, we call it shoot view because if you think about it, it's taking a shoot interview, which has been done with basically any legend available, but there's no matches with it, or you get a DVD, a best of DVD of a guy, but there's no hosting of it. So we've combined these two things. It's basically a shoot interview, and, and you're viewing it as it's happening. And to put those two things together has, I think, will eventually revolutionize the way that wrestling networks are done. Um, I'm not going to discredit any other network, but sometimes I feel like the older footage isn't treated as well as what it is on the WWE network. So Like the the hidden gems section is what my favorite section because it covers a lot of older wrestling, and that's what I like. And it's not just the WWE. It's a lot of NWA, AWA, uh, Georgia, whoever is kind of on their Florida. But there's no organization to it. So if I wasn't alive in 1972 to see that match, I'd have no idea why these two guys are wrestling. And if I don't know anything about them, there's really no point for me to watch it. And I think that's the, the great thing that we do is that for instance, with me, and, with me and Rip Rogers for ICW, some people will watch it because they know that's where Randy Savage started, but some people don't have any idea that Crusher Broomfield is the one-man gang. So that's where it's nice to be able to have a guy like Rip to be able to sit there and tell people, yeah, this is the one-man gang before it was the one-man gang. Or the guy, we have one episode, I believe it's the second or third episode of ICW, and there's a masked guy comes out and wrestles as the Destroyer, and it's actually Randy Savage. They just needed an extra guy to come in and work the match. So Randy put this different outfit on. He goes out and works with this destroyer. And in the same episode, he wrestles as Randy Savage. But without Rip, we would have never known that. So I'm glad to hear a different perspective on somebody else that says they like it um, because that was our initial idea is who better to get to tell these stories than just have me be the straight man and then have guys like Mr. Jarrett be able to tell you what was going on behind the scenes and give some insight as to why this was happening and why the results happened.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love the continuity, and it's really nice. Uh, Jerry, you've got to be appreciative, too, of uh, having to be able to kind of go back and revisit this stuff and kind of replug yourself back into a a period in time, uh, some of the stuff that you have done with the uh, Reliving Memphis wrestling episodes.
1: Yes. it's Every time we do a show, for me, it's a walk down memory lane, and it is amazing that, seeing the video and talking with Adam about it. It's like it happened last month instead of 20 years ago. And, and that's, I think that I know it's special for me. I think that's special for the fans.
0: Yeah, and I think it's so great too is that you're able to to have this stuff. And like he mentioned, Adam, you mentioned with Rip Rogers. I mean, there's a never a dull moment, but there's a whole bunch of knowledge there too. Uh, Rip, Rip is uh, has, is his own treasure trove of that period of time and some of the other territories that he worked for.
2: Oh, that's I told, uh, I told my dad when we we put the blooper reel together what's what we call it a blooper reel it was really a scissor reel for the icw channel but uh out Jerry out person's wrestling page it's on youtube um rip has it on his facebook it's also on my facebook for any fans that want to check it out it gives you a two-minute clip of what the icw show the hosting part of it with me and rip is like and the whole time i'm laughing so i, I told my dad rock i said you know this is like the carol Burnett show i'm harvey corman and he's you know, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh, but he just keeps making—he <laughs> just keeps making me laugh. That might be the most, uh, as far as entertaining one, in my opinion. Rip is just such a charismatic, colorful character on the show, and it really brings out a personality and a side of him that maybe most fans didn't know that he had. Uh, you know, sometimes guys. You know, have to portray that character on TV, and they don't really get to use all their strengths. And I think this was a great show for people to see who don't follow Rip on Twitter, because if you follow him on Twitter, you know know, what what kind of personality he has. But to be able to see him on camera and be able to see how charismatic he is really brings a a light um, to him as a person.
0: Most most definitely, uh, we're talking with Jerry Jarrett and Adam Parsons about their this fantastic uh, Roku channel. It's FRWE free. It's the Jarrett Parsons Wrestling TV channel, and we're gonna let's let's dig into a little more into the content itself. You know, I want to talk about. I mean, you said your your father had through the years had amassed this collection. Now, you talked about some of the indie stuff up today. Now, did you get any other assistance as far like further assistance with with getting any securing more content because you know it is kind of a bit of a search just to find some of this stuff but uh, was there other other outlets that have helped out with this channel i i mean i mean high spots would be the one definitely comes to mind right off the shoot
2: yes um high spots and us have been i would say in a partnership since about 2007 um for two years we ran a lot of independent shows in, in georgia and the Carrollton. Georgia area, which is about an hour and 15 minutes west of Atlanta, and over into Alabama. And what we would do is that's how we first met Mike with High Spots. We'd drive to Charlotte, pick up merchandise, go sell it at the shows, drive back up to West Virginia, and the next time we came back down for the next loop, we would stop every time. And that was when. He and my dad first started talking, and he knew that my dad was, uh, you know, accumulating this collection of tapes. So there are a lot of High Spots DVDs that have been released that have a lot of our footage on it. Um, they just leased it from us. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express Never Dies documentary, which is on the High Spots channel on our network, is has some of our footage on it, as well as uh, some other projects that they have done. Um, the Lars Anderson shooting review on there uh, has some Hawaii stuff, which is with us. But, uh, yeah, High Spots would be a main one. I don't think a lot of people realize. A lot of people have, have made claims that this stuff is, is uh, not owned by us because like, there's some Portland on there and there's uh, some other promotions. But actually, uh, Barry Owens, who's the son of Don Owens, who promoted Portland Wrestling, and Barry took it over after him, leased all the Portland footage to us. Uh, there hasn't been any that I know of, Polynesian Pro, which is the Hawaii territory that is on the Lars Anderson shooter review. You can see some of that. Uh, none of that's on the channel right now, but he has leased some of that to us. Basically, what we own ourselves is detroit uh big time with the chic the plot is icw uh the memphis has leased us through a guy named rick crane um iwa which which we own southwest and i'm probably forgetting one or two so everything else was was really leased out to us by people um rick crane at 70s tv has the rights to the memphis he leases it to us like i said lars anderson with polynesian pro barry owens out in Portland. Um, high spots. That's a conglomeration of other people and they don't necessarily get the credit they deserve for them leasing it to us. Um, so that's why we like to do these podcasts because I like to give them credit and who I also want to give credit to is I don't think a lot of people realize when you look at how organized and how professional this network looks, it was literally it was cre- a creative minds put together by Mr. Jarrett and my father but it was literally worked on by three people. So we had my brother Michael was putting in 15, 16-hour days. He's the technical whiz. He put the channel together. Um, I edited and produced some of the shows. He, about three of them, everything else on that channel was edited and produced uh, by my brother Michael. So you had a guy putting in 15, 16-hour days, and then along with an independent wrestler from Erie, Pennsylvania, named Aaron Draven, he did all of our logos. And it's amazing to hear guys like yourself, Glenn, that tell us how great this channel looks and how great it is and most people would think there was this ginormous budget that put this thing together, and it really wasn't. It was the work of about three people, and we kept it that way because we there's only a few people in this business that you can trust, and there's a whole bunch of people that you can't trust to do things the right way. So we kept it around people that we could trust, and by keeping it this way is what allows it to be free for the fans. Um, but to further answer your question, because I'm just getting some popping into my head here, Atlantic Grand Prix – Uh, was leased us, uh, along with the other candidate promotions. Real quality wrestling from England was leased us. So um, I would say 50% of it we own, 50% of it so far that's been on the network has been leased to us.
0: Now, in regards to the content itself, what you have up already, uh, and, and future uh, content drops. Now, how are you? Is it going to be a monthly bi monthly thing as far as these episodes go? Are they going to be in the four uh, four block like uh, the shows that you have put out initially, like like the Reliving Memphis, the International Championship Wrestling stuff, of course with Bill Eady. Uh the Continental Championship Wrestling, the Southwest stuff? Is that kind of going to be the arrangement? Could you tell us a little bit about how some of the stuff is going to be rolled out in the future, Portland as well? Yeah, it'll all be put out
2: uh, four episodes at a time every month. So along with some other specials, like the Indie Retro Channel, uh, we'll have a special added to it every month. Uh, Matchology, which is a one-hour special that just features matches of one particular guy, uh, will be added as well. And then the one-on-one interview segments will have some as well. So the main hosted shows will have four every month. But as far as the one-on-ones, you might get one this month, you might get two the next month. So there's no set... um, update for them for uploading for them but as far as the main shows that are hosted yes there'll be four of them uh produced for each month so that basically gives the fans what we really wanted to make it look like was you were getting one show a week
0: and you know we've mentioned some of the people that have been involved. Of course, uh, Jerry and you know Shane Douglas, Bill Eadie. Is there other guys now because of uh, you know hearing about this project, seeing what the goal is of it, what kind of content is going, to, it has been put on it, uh, and just seeing the commitment to old school professional wrestling? Have you guys uh, been approached or have approached anybody else about maybe coming on, doing some more? Whether it would be a, a monthly thing or or maybe just every once in a while for a special or a roundtable? Are there more plans? in motion, more people involved as you guys get this uh, machine rolling and getting it up to full steam?
1: We are currently talking to uh, Jerry Lawler about uh, having his Memphis show. Um, He has a show called Memphis Classic that's on uh, CW30, I think the network is. And it's just local there in the Memphis market but we're talking to him. Um, Jim Miller up in Pittsburgh has a women's wrestling. Uh, we're talking to him and what we're looking for is some of the independent wrestlers that run uh, frequently, not the ones that run two shows a year. Um, because I would like to expose even before star surge, I'd like to expose some of this great, and I mean, really good independent talent. Yeah, that's, um, I'm trying to think if there's any more ads on my head. I could name some names, but I don't
2: think it's anybody that um, anybody would recognize right now. Once they get on the channel, I think they will be recognized. Uh, there's some other independent groups and in some other places. We've actually been looking at some independent promotions from overseas just to kind of give us an international look. Um, going out, and if you've watched any of the Real Quality Wrestling, but it's amazing to me how many people have messaged me and said, Wow, I didn't know what this was, but now that I watch it, this is actually really good, and where can I find more of it? Um, real Quality was shot. Right before HD became the thing that you had to have this guy shot like 15 episodes of real quality wrestling and he's got guys like Billy Kidman the great Muda uh, you get to see Seamus before he was in the WWE you get to see Neville before he was in the WWE so he's got a, a giant roster of legends and and then guys who went on to become stars and then he had current stars. Um, Shot the whole thing, shot 15 episodes, and then went to get on a national network in, in England and was told that it had to be in HD. So it never really worked out for him, but we've stuck it up there just for people to look at. And it's incredible how good this independent wrestling was and how nobody knew about it because it was never made up to a, national, a network that would give him a national platform in the UK, but now he can have a national platform across the world here, even though it was it's it's not new, it's not current. Um, it's something that the fans can still go look on and enjoy and get to see some of the WWE guys uh, before they were stars. Um, and there's basically a lot of groups like that, some guys that are running current day. Um, there'll be some extra old independent footage that um will be on our indie retro channel, which has been another favorite that I didn't think would I knew it was one of my favorites. I didn't think it would quite catch on as much as it has. I don't know if you've watched that as well, Glenn, but it's gonna be a one one special month, um, at least, and it just focuses independent wrestling from around um, the country from the 80s and 90s, uh, basically anything previous of 2010 will be on there. So there's a, some promotions from the Pittsburgh area, from North Carolina, from Tennessee, from Georgia, um, that had all these guys that just came off WWF TV and ran independent shows in the 80s and 90s are on there as well. So there's a lot of, of different outlets of which guys are going to have their footage on the channel. Um, it's, it's hard to tell who might come on. We've got some ideas for some other hosts as well. Some guys that we've contacted, but as of right now, other than the names that Mr. Jarrett had kind of uh, listed off there, I don't think there's going to be anybody um, within the next two or three months added on at this time.
0: Okay. I gotcha. You know, I think another, uh, just a spitball idea, you know, uh, there could be, you know, maybe some real maybe once down the trail, I have a co-host who's a noted historian, maybe an historian's round table, Cause there's so many, still some pretty good solid historians in this uh, country that still have a great knowledge of the territory era. Yeah.
2: I would love to be able to get a platform for guys like uh, Scott Teal, who writes a lot of wrestling books, and Mike Moneyham, and um, your co-host, and a lot of guys who are wrestling historians to be able to come on and give a backstory to it. Because when you watch the NFL Network, the MLB Network, or any of that, it's not always a lot of old old players. Sometimes it's just historians that have a great backstory um, to why this was happening, where it was happening, and, and what was happening.
0: Oh, well, most definitely. Uh, yes.
1: Gonna, another, glad, I just thought of another interesting channel that we are in negotiation with right now, Bill after who was absolutely the king of wrestling magazines, we're talking to him and, and you know, he has just a wealth of background because he covered all the territories, um, from WWF to uh, Ganya to us in Memphis, everywhere, and uh, you know we're having that. The another idea, you know, we the the great thing about Roku is that an idea can become reality with a little bit of work. Well, with a lot of work, but. I've often thought I have my own podcast. You reference that you listen to it. Yes, sir. I think that the fans would love if you, for example, set a camera in front of your microphone and your podcast became a video cast and we had a channel for some of the great podcasts around the country.
0: How does that sound to you? I'll turn the
1: interview around.
0: I love it. Uh, yeah, hey, that's a great question to ask, uh, Mr. Jarrett. Uh, you know what? The thing is, I'm looking in my studio right now, recording today at the radio station. I'm turning around and I'm seeing our own little. We just put this in, and how funny this is, and how well timed this is. Uh, we just put up a, a bit of a, a little bit of a makeshift video suite in here. So, uh, Jerry, you're. Yeah, I don't know if you've been reading my mail or what the deal is, but I think you're on to something here. Uh, definitely uh, with this guy, I would. I would love to do something like that to uh, you know, and sometime down the line when you guys uh have a little bit of time you know and and we can you know take this mold you know bit of clay and mold it into something nice i, I think that there's a, a good outlet for for some people some podcasters in general that would like to have a part of this I, I think it's a great idea we got some seeds planted here sir
1: well i'm glad to hear that because you see you you have been successful through uh, one of the senses which is hearing And I think that could transfer right over to a visual. If people will sit there and listen to you, and I know they do that on their radios or in their car, but I think it would be very interesting. And particularly you could have guests, even if it was just a fan that could come on your podcast and you'd have someone to interact with. Um, Dave and I and Adam have been talking about a podcast channel and I really think it would be well-received.
0: Well, the way podcasts have been so well received in the last couple of years, I mean, you I mean, Jerry, I mean, did you think like a few years back, you know that in the beginning of this whole podcast movement, that you would have your own weekly show and do your own you know remembrances and have your own guests? Did it even occur to you? I mean, you know, you could have been off enjoying retirement, you sail it off into the sunset, but it seemed like once you got aware, you jumped on. But did you think honestly, like five, 10 years ago, that this would be something that you would be involved with directly? Uh,
1: No, I didn't. As a matter of fact, Sean Reedy, my co-host on my podcast, called me just out of the clear blue. I don't even know how he got my number. I should ask him. And said, would you like to do a podcast? And I asked him, what is a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, well, it's kind of like a radio show, only it goes worldwide. And so that's how mine got started and now with roku i'm thinking all you have to do is buy a little 50 dollar camera and mount it on a tripod and film yourself doing your podcast and you know i think it would be interesting because the great thing about roku is that a person could go to the podcast channel and if there were 20 of them somebody's not going to sit and listen to 20 hours in a row but you could go down to the ones that are interesting and and you could or that you'd heard about and you could start following them. i just think that it would broaden the roku exposure
2: why not uh, you- i could add to that actually i'm glad that you brought up the thing about the podcast mr Jarrett, because i've kind of forgotten this our friends at tapped out wrestling podcast network were the, actually they were the first guys to have us on, on the podcast. We sat there and listened to them. And, uh, I've kept in touch with these guys. They actually do film their podcasts, edit it, do a great job. Um, again, it's tapped out wrestling podcast network. They're great guys. They're going to be added on Glenn. So far, this interview has been going great. Maybe soon you'll be a- added on. I don't know if they're going to be added on next month, but they will be added on soon. Um, and then as well, I'll go ahead and make the announcement now because we haven't really announced it yet, but my father and myself are going to have a podcast, so it's Rocks Retro Wrestling Podcast. So it's RRR, Rocks Retro Wrestling Podcast. And so far, we have a total of, I think, 53 guests lined up. And the idea behind our podcast is, is we're going to cover one territory at a con, so, for instance, for Memphis, we've got probably eight guests. Uh, Mister Jarrett will be on the podcast at some point. Randy Hales will be at the, on the podcast at some point. Bill Dundee, Tommy Rich, um, you know, uh, as, as, as Phil Hickerson. You know, just for examples, so like guys like that We'll cover be awesome. everything Memphis that we possibly can from beginning to end. And then once we're done with Memphis, we'll move on to Georgia and we'll interview Tommy Rich, Bill Eady, Tony Atlas, Kevin Sullivan. Whoever, and we'll go through the history of Georgia um, once again from beginning to end. And I think that will be something that gives the fans a different idea because usually a lot of podcasts are just focused around either they're talking about current day things or they only cover one thing old. But so far, I think I believe that the numbers it's either 52 or 53 guys um, from almost every territory in the NWA. So within a year and a half's time, we'll probably do an episode every two weeks, it will cover we hope the history of the NWA by territories.
0: That's excellent. And you know what, the AWA, whenever you decide to, uh, you know, get involved with that, uh, I've got, like I said, my co, one of my co-hosts, George Shire has written books about the AWA's history. He'd be a great guy to kind of help you out and maybe in help with, uh, you know, some of the connections you may not be able to get. He may be able to help you out as well. I mean, I think that that would, that would be fantastic. I mean, just to cover these territories, but actually again, more depth to the coverage. That's what I want. I, I like more meat. The sizzle is fine, but man, every once in a while, you want that steak to taste even better. Right. And well, you know, per- go ahead.
1: Yeah, one person, <laughs> when you do your AWA, a person you ought to have, On a podcast is a fellow by the name of Mike Shields, who ran Vern Ganya's uh, video department. And uh, in fact, Mike's the one that hired Eric Bischoff uh, to come to work for Vern. And he would be really interesting on your podcast for the AWA.
0: I definitely agree with you, Jerry. Uh, I, I've been in contact with Mike, uh, you know, just, you know, through Facebook conversation, of course. And I haven't really put the pressure of the press on him just yet. But if something, uh, if we do decide to get something cooking with that, that would be no, no better guess, like you said. I mean, he did some wonderful stuff for your television as well, too, Jerry.
1: Yes, absolutely. He was critical to the start of wrestling videos. Uh, I had Mike run my video department and he just did a fabulous job uh sometime he risked his life like following lawler around on a boat on old hickory lake to make the very first bad news video that was ever made in the wrestling business uh Uh, be sure on your because that's an interesting interesting lineup you have be sure and turn on your camera so that if our video podcast comes to fruition, uh, you'll have it.
0: Absolutely. And I got another idea, and I don't know if this is uh, something that might be interested or interesting or something for a potential pod idea, and I'm kind of in... Been- you know, kicking it around. I've had a few people interviewed is I've, I've done something now with some of the enhancement guys that have been up in the AWA who have ended up moving on to other stuff. The guys who uh, put over the bigger talent and it sounds, you know, from some of the interviews I've done with guys like Mike Moran and and Chris Curtis, I've gotten some really good stories of, you know, the old television days uh, in Minneapolis, maybe going on the road working spot shows and then hearing where they went after that. So that could be another Avenue as well.
2: Me and Mr. Jarrett were just talking the other day about, um, Sonny King. And I don't know if you Glenn. I don't know if Sonny King ever worked for Vernon, and He might've went through there maybe a couple times, but be a shot or a he was a former WWF world champion. He was a manager in Georgia. He worked a lot with Mr. Jarrett in Memphis. And we're still talking about Sonny King. And the other day I'm just sitting with my guys to interview and I'm like, man, I haven't heard anything about Sonny King in years. So I just typed Sonny King the Google and, I find out he did an interview in 2010 with um, with Greg Oliver for Canoe Sports uh, or Canoe Sports about uh, about his career and that he was just at the Cauliflower Alley Club only a couple of years ago. So there are guys out there like the guys that you just mentioned. You know, the enhancement town in the AWA. There's guys like that that we actually have lined up on our podcast because the same formula with Mister Jarrett's giving the new guys that no one knows a platform. That same thing works with the guys that were forgotten about from yesteryear. Guys like Sonny King, guys like the guys you mentioned, guys like Mike Jackson, who was just a guy who was a great mid-card talent in the the Continental territory, was a ring announcer for Continental. Whatever the fours needed, Mike Jackson was there to to do it, and he saw all of it. Guys like Carl Fergie, who did everything for, for Mr. Jarrett, whether it was holding the belt Putting people over, wrestling in main events, being a tag, being a single, being a referee, whatever it was, Carl Fergie did it. And those guys have just as great of stories as what you know what Ric Flair has. So to get them yeah, on the absolutely. podcast, I, yeah, exactly. You know, Carl Fergie has some great stories. I'm sure he does. He has to. You know, um, guys like Mike Jackson have great stories. Guys like um, uh, I could you know uh, I'm trying to think, Freezer Thompson would have great stories. Guys like, you know, just the guys of yesteryear that somehow time has forgotten and there's maybe not enough footage of them, for instance, on our network to be able to highlight their careers. We can really highlight their careers uh, through the
1: podcast. Yeah. Uh, Adam's favorite uh, carpenter is uh, Ken Raper. <laughs> Every time he, <laughs> you know? Shoot, he wants to talk about Ken. Um, here is one thing when you do that. I, when I was promoting, uh, I've always hated the term job guy. Uh, enhancement talent is better, but in the old days, when I first broke in, these guys were called the carpenters because they're the ones that actually built the house. If you if Hulk Hogan wrestled Sting every week, there'd be a disqualification and neither one of them would get over. So the Carpenters are were critical to our business. They're critical to any promotion. And Jim Jameson was as important to Memphis as any wrestler we ever had, Ken Raper and and Carl Fergie was a, you know, I did some programs with Carl. Carl was a cousin of Jerry Lawler. So you're absolutely right. These people are the backbone of our wrestling business.
0: And they definitely uh, should, should you know, have their day in the sun. And I think uh, uh, the just the thought of, of putting something together like that. I mean, that that, that that's going to be a uh, definitely a slam dunk. I think, uh, in, if you guys do uh, shift gears and decide to focus on a certain amount of time uh, towards those guys, because again, I like the name. You could just call them. I mean, the Carpenters. They've only just begun to uh, impress us, and we're only just beginning to learn more about them. So, guys, I got to get in uh, just a little bit of time before we go here. Uh, we're heading towards this home stretch today. Adam, well, you know, the social media world, for better or for worse, can be a good thing, blessing, curse is what I refer to it as. Uh, it's definitely a blessing in the case of your channel, uh, Jared Parsons' uh, channel. Can you tell us a little bit about your social media presence?
1: Yeah, we are on
2: on YouTube as Jarrett Parsons Wrestling TV. We're on Facebook at Jarrett Parsons Wrestling TV, and you can reach us at Twitter if you type in Jarrett Parsons Wrestling TV because I cannot remember the exact Twitter handle because it won't let you type in that many words for it. Um, It might just be JPTV for our Twitter handle, but if you type in Jarrett Parsons Wrestling TV, you will find us. Um, Again, just to hit hit this really quick, uh, we are on Roku. We have just now started the beginning stages of getting on Amazon Fire Stick TV. So... We will be on there, and we are going to soon be on YouTube TV eventually. So we'll be have the uh, availability to reach literally anybody in the world. There's no excuse why you can't watch the channel because, like you said earlier, Glenn, it is free. You know, We're going to save you a lot of money not having to pay for these other networks, being able to watch this network for free. Um, please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. The big thing that you can do to really help us right now, Glenn, is if you get on Jarrett Parsons Wrestling TV on Roku, again, it's free, please add our channel and please give us a five-star rating. The more five-star ratings we get, the more prominence we will get over other channels. The other thing you can do to help us out is, in order for us to get on YouTube TV, we have to have 1,000 subscribers. So if you go type in Jarrett Parsons Wrestling TV on YouTube right now, it was our old YouTube page, which we're transforming into the Jarrett Parsons Wrestling TV page. So there's a lot of old uh, single matches on there that aren't necessarily on the network. You can still watch. Watch them now before we take them down because soon it will just be all Jarrett Parsons Wrestling TV content uh, as far as the hosted shows. Subscribe to us on there as well. Uh, we're not on Instagram. We might be eventually, but again, Facebook, Twitter, youtube and roku it's Jarrett parsons wrestling tv glenn thank you very much for having us on today
0: absolutely hey one more thing one more thing i forgot about this because of all this content that you have and you've mentioned you guys have been in, you've been in the dvd business for a while and of course uh, pro wrestling what would a pro wrestling show be without you know a little something a little time to plug even the merch is there more of this merch as it's still available for purchase at your site is, can you can people find out if they're like hey i want to get that and have the hard copy
2: JDat Sports and to Amazon. You can find any of our DVDs. If you just search JDAT Sports uh wrestling DVDs, you'll find us on Walmart, Kmart, um any online DVD selling store, just about our DVDs are on there. Very soon we will have our own site that just specifically sells our DVDs. Eventually, all of these Roku shows will be put into DVDs, all the ones that are hosted. So you can get that hard copy um, with a nice cover on it with some inserts and exclusive things that you can only get with the DVD. Uh, Actually, as of right now, we have a five-pack titled Continental Championship Wrestling, The Lost Territory search that it's coming on sale right now you can got, get it straight from our distributor at mvd entertainment it was on sale at ron Fuller Studcast stud uh, our stud store it is not now but again it's a five-pack dvd of continental wrestling it's something that will not be on our network for a long time it will only be in dvd form it's five dvds for 39.99 a lot of that footage hasn't been seen in four years and we have a best of bruiser brody volume one Um, that covers a lot of bruiser Brody matches for you fans that are bruiser Brody fans. There's not a lot of bruiser Brody matches on our network for that reason. That DVD is selling right now for nine 99. So we have a lot of great DVDs, things that are just going to be exclusively on DVD for a while before they ever do reach the network. Um, there's still the best of continental show and there's still bruiser Brody matches on the network, but these are some exclusive matches, some things that have not been seen in a long time, um, that are well worth the price along with anything that's on our network That has previously been ran through on DVD, like we have ICW DVDs, IWA DVDs, um, The Best of the Chic. You name it, it's there. Eventually, some of those old releases will be on. And actually, uh, we are going to start selling some t-shirts coming up soon. You know, ideas of t-shirts of guys that haven't ever had them, like Ernie Ladd, uh, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Um, Speaking of which, you being a Minnesota guy, Lars Anderson will be one of the very first guys on our podcast to talk about – he'll talk about the AWA, he'll talk about Georgia, and he'll talk about uh, Polynesian Pro. Um, So he'll be one of the first guys. Lars is still around, still in great shape at 81 years old, but again – there's a lot of great T-shirts that are going to be coming out. A lot more great DVD releases that are going to be coming out, and pretty soon our podcasts will be released on DVD. Um, we just linked up with our distributor on a deal to do that. More info will be coming on that soon. Hopefully, in the video cast platform, um, like we
1: were talking about.
0: All right, I'm going to give Jerry the floor here uh, before we uh, go. Jerry, is there anything else you would like to add uh, and for the listeners to hear today, sir?
1: Yes, I've told you about the great fishing at Lake Lacroix and Zups. And uh, if you will line me up uh, a great fishing trip, I'll come up and do one of your video casts with you.
0: You know what? You know what, Matt? I I, I have uh, grown up in a small town called Lake Bronson, which is a small little bit of a river or a little bit of a lake, man-made lake, but we can also take you up uh, into the Lake of the Woods areas. I know some people up there that can hook you up real good, some good fishing guides, some people that ain't going to waste the afternoon uh, just uh, catching cans, man. I will definitely uh, set you up. That's a proper exchange, my friend. You consider it a deal. Okay. <laughs> A big thank you uh to you Jerry and as well as to Adam. You guys thank you so much. I am nothing but a fan of this uh, new channel you have this new Roku venture and I hope a lot of people get around to it uh and check it out and uh you know it's, I say the best thing is when you have an afternoon or a mid morning on a weekend you got nothing else to do and you you don't want to go uh you know shovel the snow up here in my case. You know, put yourself in front of your old Roku. Watch some Jared Parsons TV wrestling. Relive and even look into some of the stars of today. Thank you, gentlemen. It is a pleasure and an honor to have you both on today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Glenn. For the one and only Jerry, Jared and Adam Parsons, this is Glenn Braggitt. You've been listening to Wrestling Memories, then and now.